his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Thursday, February 24th. And with the world on edge after Russia began its long-anticipated invasion of Ukraine, War is underway in Europe, and with me is my KCBS radio colleague, Jason Brooks. He is our Money Watch and business editor. He's also our resident uh, foreign affairs expert, especially in the East. Uh, That is an area of expertise of yours for for many, many years. So you're the best person to bring in and and have this conversation. And I'm going to ask you what I think might be the hardest question. It's not about sanctions. It's not about military strategy, Jason. It is to give us the brief synopsis of how we got here and why Russia's going into Ukraine now. I'll try to keep it brief. That will be a challenge. Uh, you know, you could essentially go back 30 years ago when the Soviet Union fell apart yeah. and independent republics, republics were created, Ukraine being one of them. Uh, Ukraine getting a taste of freedom for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, Vladimir Putin, who was a KGB officer during that time, has long held that the fall of the USSR was the greatest tragedy of the 20th century. Those are his words. Wow. Those are his yeah. words. And he has long held a deep suspicion of the West, NATO in particular. And this is where this falls into place, because NATO has gradually expanded over the years to the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poland, Romania, Hungary, Slovakia the three Baltic states of Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, former Soviet republics. And Putin, in his logic, whether it's right or wrong, in his mind, he feels NATO is a direct threat to Russia's security. People in the West are like, you got to be kidding me. NATO is not about to attack Russia. Uh, Lithuania is not going to mount an attack on Russia. But Putin has maintained that that is his big fear. And here is Ukraine, a large country. It's the size of Texas. It's got 44 million people in it. It borders Russia. It's a free country. Mm -hmm. Democracy reigns in Ukraine. And Putin is worried that his own people in Russia will eventually take what is in Ukraine and decide that that's what they Ah. want in Russia as well. And that would immediately undermine 
Putin's authority and his control of the country, along with the oligarchs. And he is fighting right now to prevent that from happening. And while he has long said that his main interest is uh, freeing Russian-speaking parts of eastern Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk, which have been right. uh, recognized by Russia as independent republics, the Crimea, where there are many Russians as well, uh, he is obviously going after all of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. He does not want Ukraine to survive in its current form, because so long as it's there and it's surviving and thriving, it's an existential threat to Russia, because the, the thought is that democracy could eventually yeah. take hold in Russia. Putin does not want that. Right. So you mentioned NATO, and we heard from President Biden earlier today about would we see U.S. troops engaged? And he said, no, not right now, but in case you know this expands beyond the borders of Ukraine into NATO countries when Article 5, if Article 5 were to ever be invoked. So what is the great concern about this expanding beyond Ukraine? And because I think you're going to have a humanitarian issue to deal with almost immediately, kind of are right now with people. You've seen those long lines of cars, people trying to get into Poland. What's the level of concern there? That's been the concern for a lot of people in the region, whether it's from the Baltics down to Poland, down to Romania, and obviously people in Ukraine. Uh, people in Ukraine have warned that, listen, if you don't stop Putin now, he is going to go further. And the analogy brought up is Hitler in yeah. the beginning of World War II and taking part of Czechoslovakia, the Sudetenland, which was offered up as an appeasement to Hitler, hoping that that would prevent him from further attacking other countries. Obviously, we know that did not take place. Is Putin interested in expanding the Russian Empire beyond traditional Russian lands into former Soviet territories? It's a big question. It would be a massive gamble on Putin's part to do that because NATO would absolutely defend itself. Russia would have much less capability of conquering and holding territory the further it gets away from home and, and, and running into more opposition. Uh, the hope is that Putin is at least reasonable in that regard. People do mention, should NATO go in and help Ukraine? The moment NATO troops arrive on Ukrainian soil, it would be taken as an act of war against Major Russia by Putin. And the moment you involve Russia and NATO in direct conflict, you're just a couple of steps away from the nukes being launched. Right. And that, that is just something that we cannot even imagine or fathom and, and have to hope can never happen. Uh, so really right now, as fortunate as it is, Ukraine is essentially on their own. Uh, material aid, heavy weapons are pouring into Ukraine. You've got volunteers from around the world that are showing up in Ukraine to help them fight. But you're not going to see any major nations join that battle, especially if they are a part of NATO, because it would simply trigger a much broader war. Now, if Putin decides that he wants to take the Baltics back, that's a different story. It opens a different can of worms, and we would have to see what happens. We simply have to hope that it never gets to that point. Let's go back to when was it, 2018, uh, 2019, uh, when we first learned about and had conversations about uh, military and financial aid to Ukraine, led to the impeachment of a president. We all know what I'm talking about. Now we see why that was so significant and why, for political and personal and other reasons, Holding that up was the thing that got President Trump impeached the first time. Um, where is the United States right now in terms of its aid to get weapons, money uh, to you know fund the you know 
I don't want to call them guerrillas, but the sort of insurgent warfare that would have to take place. Where's the United States in terms of what they're supplying to Ukraine, what they can actually do to help them fight without U.S. boots on the ground? That is one thing the U.S. and other NATO members have been doing. Uh, the U.K. Uh, providing heavy weaponry, yeah. uh, Javelin anti-tank missiles. Uh, Russia has a tremendous uh, tank force, and those Javelin missiles are incredibly effective. You obviously need the training to run them, but Ukraine has a very professional military. Uh, small weapons, not seeing much in the way of U.S. providing those. There's a tremendous amount of small weapons, rifles, machine guns, that kind of thing already in Ukraine. And, and we're seeing civilians in Ukraine buy them left and right. Uh, uh, Vlad Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, was handing out weapons to people in Kiev to to fight wow. against the Russians if they do come into the capital and uh, become an insurgency. And, and many military leaders expect that eventually Ukraine's military is going to crumble under the assault. Uh, Russia's military is simply just that much bigger than Ukraine's military, even though Ukraine is a very strong military. And the belief is that they would simply fall back to the cities and you would have urban warfare, uh, which would bog down Russia. Uh, Obviously, incredibly costly to the civilian population. Uh, The infrastructure would be absolutely wrecked if that would happen. You can go back to uh, when Russia invaded Chechnya in the late 90s in the capital city of Grozny. It was absolutely leveled. I mean, there was almost nothing left of it. Uh, But it would be very costly for Russia as well. Uh, Putin knows he does not want to get bogged down in a long war of occupation. Those don't typically go well for the major powers. The U.S. knows it itself, having been there, whether it's Vietnam, Iraq, or Afghanistan. And Russia has a, a very long, troubled history with a war in Afghanistan. Afghanistan did not go well for them after a while. So while it's easy to hit the obvious military targets in the field, and Russia is very capable of doing that, when it comes to a an, a, an occupation war where they're fighting insurgents who are fighting for their lives in their country, it's a much different story. And but Putin is truly hoping that it's going to be so severe early on that Ukrainians simply decide that enough is enough. We're going to lay down our weapons and we will bow down to Moscow. But so far, at least in the early going, there are absolutely no signs of that. Ukraine's military is putting up a pretty stiff resistance right now. And Ukrainians seem very, very adamant that they will defend their country against this attack. Yeah. Last thing for you. Let's talk about what we just heard from President Biden. It's sanctions, 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 sanctions. And a lot of folks may wonder, where's the firepower? And he said, it's not that time right now. As we just talked about, Ukraine doesn't fall under that NATO umbrella of protection. What do sanctions do for the West, for the United States, for the people of Ukraine, and ultimately to Vladimir Putin to incentivize him to not continue this attack? If anything, the sanctions are going to take a while. I mean, these are all financial considerations, which are incredibly important, and they will be felt eventually, whether it's freezing assets of more Russian banks in the West, uh, cutting high tech imports to Russia, which are key to their military, uh, sanctioning the oligarchs and other elites in Russia. Uh, Those will have an effect financially on Russia, but Russia does have deep reserves. And there are no sanctions right now on Russia's oil exports and oil is the key driver for Russia's economy. So they're still going to be raising plenty of money from their oil exports. Uh, Russia has not been banned from the SWIFT network. That's the worldwide interbank uh, financial security system right. where banks that's, communicate that's with each the other. That's biggie. Yeah. It, it, so if you had to kind of rank them, would it be 
cutting off oil exports or would it be SWIFT? Like, which would be one or two? It's debatable. Uh, right now, I would say oil exports, just because that's an immediate driver for the economy where they're getting most of their money. But SWIFT be right there with it because yeah. banks would not be able to have any transactions with any other banks outside of the country. It would really freeze Russia to within its borders and a, a couple of other uh, nations that are you know playing along with it, such as Belarus. Uh, those would be very, very harsh sanctions that Biden is yet to level against. Why do you think he Russia. hasn't yet? I think it's just he wants to keep a couple of bullets left in the armory. Okay, okay. Um, you know, some people have said, why not just level everything against Russia right off the bat? And I think Biden is trying to allow Putin, you know, a, a, another window perhaps to pull back and realize that it will get worse for him before they go this distance. Because the thing is, is that as you ramp up the sanctions on Russia, Putin could act out against that. Uh, there right. could be cyber attacks from Russia against uh, assets outside of Ukraine. It could be going after the United States. And so there's that ratcheting up of war that takes place. It, it, it's a very delicate balance. It's not so easy just to just go all out right away. And, and I think part of it, Biden is just trying to hold off on a couple of the key sanctions that will really hit hard until he really needs to do it. Now, you see Russian troops going to Kiev and start to go after the political leadership and do all other awful things to the civilian populace in Kiev and other parts of Ukraine. I think those sanctions will probably come. Yeah. And there would be a few things I would think that would change the calculus immediately. Like if we see some Something along the lines of chemical weapons or anything like that, where yeah. you're right, having something in, as you said, the armory mm -hmm. gives him a little bit more room to maneuver. Because there's not much in that armory. Uh, the uh, the sanctions know, do yeah. have some potency, obviously, but there's only so much effect they can have when it comes to a full-out military assault against another country. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's very limiting. Uh, there is not a whole lot else that Biden or the West can do, uh, since they're obviously not going to send military personnel into Ukraine. Uh, the sanctions are about it, and they're hoping that hitting Putin and the other oligarchs in their checkbooks, in their bank accounts, that somehow it will convince them to pull back. And maybe if the oligarchs are hit hard enough and the rest of the uh, population of Russia feels the pinch of that, that perhaps that'll increase internal dissent against Putin. And, and really, I think that's the big hope eventually for the West is that the Russian population eventually feels the pain of this and, and they grow tired of Putin because change from outside of Russia does not appear to be coming. I think the only change will be coming from inside Russia. And of course, Russia has a very, very long history of internal change and regime change. Yeah. I have so many more questions for you. So I think I'm going to put it on pause and pick it up next week because we have not obviously heard the end of this. But Jason, I really appreciate the insight, both the history lesson and sort of the uh, insider details of where we're at now, how we got here and what's coming up. So thank you. My pleasure, Matt. And yeah, I, I feel we'll be talking about this again very, very soon. And thank you for listening. We have new episodes of Bay Current out every day, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. You can subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, just about anywhere you listen. And we're also on YouTube, on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.